The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. It takes a heaviness, <coughs> excuse me, it takes a heaviness of purpose to chase the feather-like glee of the sacred. This present moment, the singularity of this present moment is apparently sacred. I've heard that the uh, Pali word for nirvana is not a noun, it's a verb. So that we're nirvana, nirvanizing or we're being nirvanaed. <clears throat> it's a continuous process. Excuse me. So being nirvanized or nirvanizing is this continuous process of being in the singularity of the present moment. Nirvana is defined as being released from greed, hate, and delusion. That's nirvana. It's not some special, transcendent, permanent state. It's simply the process, the ongoing process of release from hindrances, greed, hate, and delusion. So that includes doubt, worry, restlessness, fear, anger, jealousy, desire, lust, and so forth. Being released from the hindrances. Simply that happens thousands of times every day. We're always letting go. Somebody cuts in front of us in traffic or we're you know, switching lanes or a moment of contraction comes and then we let it go. That process is nirvana. That's Buddha's great practice of liberation. So we notice we love to notice <laughs> how much we're holding on. We love to notice our faults, in quotation marks. And we judge ourselves, which to me is one of the most um, 
more terrible of the hindrances, our self-judgment. Our perfectionism. I said the wrong thing, or I wasn't kind, or wow, wasn't I kind, or my mind is really still, wow, my mind is really still, or I just can't practice, I'm thinking so much, nobody around me is thinking like this, I'm a terrible practitioner. This constant whipping of our self-judgments. is very painful. My father toward the end of his life. He lived till he was 97 years old. Maybe the last 15 years of his life, he had a vendetta against the word perfect. If anybody used the word perfect in his presence, he would yell at them. He was old, so he could yell at people. Never use that word. There is no such thing as perfect. There's only wonderful. So this uh, perfectionism that we have, it's, it's, um, it's so, f- so all about self. <clears throat> it's, it's based on some idea of what the perfect self is, what the perfect... Gail is, or the perfect Judy is, or the you know, the perfect David is. It's just, and if I vary, or if we vary from that, it's um, <clears throat> we have hell to pay sometimes. And if we get close to that, there we could you know really cling to that. So it's so diluted. There is no perfect, like my father said. There just isn't. It's this ongoing stream of nowness, of this sacred nowness. And there is no perfect. And if, <clears throat> if some thought comes into the mind, some angry picture, <clears throat> fearful picture, lustful picture comes to the mind. So be it. Welcome, friend. You're safe here. It's okay. It's just the ongoing stream of the sacred. When we have to shut down that picture, when we hate that picture, or when we love that picture. That creates a whirlpool in the stream. And we get lost in that whirlpool. So our practice is to 
step back and see. And dwell in the stepping back. It takes a heaviness of purpose to dwell in the stepping back. So as much as the whirlpool contracts the heart and contracts the mind, the stepping back, if we notice the stepping back, if we notice the awareness, the awareness that is includes this, the release, the release from the attachment to the greed, the hate, the delusion, and particularly the arrow upon arrow and upon arrow and upon arrow of judgments about the greed, hate, and delusion. If we notice this awareness that includes this release, we'll notice that it's a moment of peace. We actually have peace. Right now there's peace. Right now there's freedom. Right now there's liberation. Right now there is ease. Right now there's enlightenment. Right now there's nirvana. This isn't a step-by-step process and the end game is nirvana. There was a phrase that was often repeated when I was practicing at the Zen Center in San Francisco. It's from Dogen Zenji, a great Zen master who brought Zen to Japan from China. And that phrase is, practice is enlightenment. And I never really knew what that meant. But now I have a real taste for what that means. We can taste enlightenment all day long. You could say these are provisional enlightenments, mini enlightenments, mini nirvanas, or you know, bigger nirvanas, or whatever, it, but it feels good. And that's the guidepost for our practice. I think. I think that's what draws us to practice from the minute we sit down and release, take the backward step, and are mindful. We feel it. We feel a certain peace, a solidity of peace, of being at home that we've never felt before. This is a quote from Dogen. Our practice is not step-by-step meditation. It is simply the Dharma gate of peace and joy. It is the practice enlightenment 
of the ultimate way. When you grasp this, you are like a dragon in water or a tiger in the mountains. A dragon in the water is quite free. You know, it just swims in the water and it's roiled about by the waves and it might even go on its back and, you know, just and then come up and go around. And, but it's right there in the waves. It's right there in the ocean. A tiger is very... It's an image of very present right there in the mountains. So, I want to give you all a blessing. The blessing isn't coming from me, it's coming from a genie a genie that's appearing in front of you. And the genie is saying to you, from now on, you will never have to judge yourself ever again. Wouldn't that be nice? Or you could say it's an angel with two wands that, is, or that are kind of giving this, this blessing to you. How nice that would be. Never have to judge yourself again. So yeah, there's desire and there's delusion and anger and so forth and so on. But it's just part of the stream. And we practice enlightenment with everything in the singularity of the moment. Thank you. <laughs>